Welcome to a special bonus episode of Beyond the Zero. I'm your host Ben. Joining me today is Rick Harsh. Rick is a writer and publisher. His novel, The Manifold Destiny of Eddie Vegas, is out now through Zero Gram Press. Welcome back to the show, Rick. Uh, thanks for thanks for having me the first time, and uh, and thanks for having me back after I shouted my way through that first one. It's really nice speaking with you again. Thank you, thank you. You too. Although I hope you talk more, um, you have a, a habit of just letting us speak, and um, I I think that's probably smart uh, for most people, but for me. Uh, I need someone like Noah who says, okay, Rick, shut up. Thanks, I'll do my best. Since last time we spoke, you've got a new government in Slovenia. Has that affected anything? Um, you don't notice it day in and day out, but, um, the, the, but I did this year because the last guy was fascist, truly fascist, and, um, and he snuck in a holiday that um, in the Slovene context was very much a fascist holiday, and it happened to be on my birthday. I didn't know what to do because I couldn't, I can't leave Slovenia, so I decided to leave Slovenia um, and declare my um, apartment uh, um, an independent space, and it's called the Independent Space of Slav Istrian, or Slav, Slav Italian Istria. Isosi. And nice. so this is now, I'm coming to you from Isosi, which is within, like San Marino, it's within another country. But you okay. don't need a passport or anything here. There are no rules. It's a, a completely free space. I do have to ask, in my conversations with the guys from the Curse of the Cactus Boots and with Seth from Waste Mailing List, we uh, asked the question whether you are a fugitive from justice. Well, it all depends on how you uh, define justice, but uh, I think uh, nine out of ten people would say yes. I would, I would say no. No, I'm a fugitive from injustice. I can travel freely in the United States um, as long as nobody knows I'm there. So it's a, it's a big problem because my, uh, all of my family is uh, Trumpian, really? and uh, they're most likely to turn me in. Well, I wish you lots of good luck in your new republic, and I'm looking forward to seeing your flag. Uh, well, we're using the Italian flag. We abide by Slovene laws when they encroach upon us in a way that uh, would uh, pre- prevent us from being here. We're in a, a bilingual area, and we pay our respects to the uh, Italian flag, but not history. And we pay respect to uh, uh, Slovene history, but not laws. Now, you are in a coastal area, so I always wanted to ask you, have you ever thought about piracy on the high seas? I think about piracy every day of my life. <laughs> um, and and uh, there, it's, it's not such a bad question. There was a lot of uh, piracy in the upper Adriatic throughout history. And, um, you know, the problem is I'm not a great swimmer and I don't have a boat. So I'm still thinking about, you know, I mean, the Basques were the first to go whaling by ship, but they weren't the first whalers. The whalers whaled from shore. So I need to 
I need to take the time to figure out how to combine those two historical industries and turn it into something that um, helps with uh, my financial situation today. Your press has gone from strength to strength and you've just celebrated your two year anniversary. Is that right? Yes, we did. Uh, and uh, I'm still celebrating. Uh, we had a bit of a snafu. I don't know. Do you say snafu in Australia? I love the word snafu. Okay. So then at least you use it. Well, yeah. we had a bit of a snafu. Uh, we have three Canadians uh, coming up. Jeff Bercy, uh, a book of criticism, which I'm really looking forward to. He's a great critic. Yeah. Nick Voro, first novel. And Lee Thompson, who's well known within Canadian literary circles, but not as well known outside, which is common, which is why Jeff Bercy comes to us. Um, and because Jeff is also well known in uh, Canadian literary circles. So we were going to have uh, everybody published at the end of May. And it was June was going to be Canada's. And uh, something went wrong. Uh, I don't really know myself. I haven't looked into it. I don't care. Because once it goes wrong, there, you just let it go wrong and see what you can do. So they are now um, going to be coming out in the first week or so of July. And we had to come up with a June schedule. And it's turned out quite well. And we have four more books coming by, well, two this week and uh, two the next week. And wow. it's, it's been, uh, uh, well, it's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. We have, uh, uh, I got lucky enough that I, the last book I have uh, of my own that we didn't own, I've gotten it now. It's called Voices After Evelyn. It's got a tremendous cover and it's gonna look great in pocket book. We also have from Vesna Radic, um, our Serbian um, erotic writer, um, we have a book by her called Tenderlopolis that's very little read, very highly reviewed. Mm. Uh, we have another one by her coming out. It'll be Zach Tanner's best cover ever, according to Zach. And I, I think I will, say it's tied with the last one his brossard cover but uh it will be in gold you heard it first here mm -hmm. um uh, another golden book and it's got a it's tremendous cover and uh some extraordinary writing it's an epistolary novel and so those two come out this week and then next week uh we have a book called the lift by a Slov uh, slovenian and an Isalan. Um, he uh, had muscular dystrophy, yeah. and uh, and he died a year after I got here. I never met him, but I met his brother the other day, same disease. And uh, the guy who takes care of them is a filmmaker, and he we talked about how we could finally get him to do a feature-length film. We came up with an idea. It had to do with an elevator, and it turns out that this guy... Um, Dimitri Kral had written uh, and trans had translated a play, a radio play called The Lift. And uh, he got the family wants it back in, in print. So we're going to print The Lift. And, and um, it's uh, about 60 pages. But this guy, um, Dimitri Kral, it's a, it's a typical story. Um, I think Australians run into it a little bit, too. You have these great writers who like Mernane or Mernane? Mernane. 
Mernane. Yeah. <laughs> Never would have guessed. Okay, Mernane, um, who uh, uh, is wonderful and is, you know, a little bit known outside. Well, Dimitri Kral had radio plays performed throughout Europe, um, as I put it, from Oslo to Sofia, but a lot in Germany, which was big, you know, and uh, he's not well known. And so um, we're, we're going to uh, print the work. There's a, there's a touch of Beckett and a, a touch of existentialism, I suppose. Uh, I will, we'll, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't like trying to um, nail it like that, if you know what I mean. We're going to print that, but it's also going to lead to the expansion of our activities because we're going to um, sponsor a feature-length film by this person I mentioned. His name is Sasha Muniza. And uh, um, he's done some, uh, he done, did one ad, ad for uh, our press. And um, he will be uh, producing a feature-length film that will be, to some degree, an homage to uh, Dimitri Kral. So... Uh, September is uh, the month of uh, final shooting and intense shooting. We're flying uh, an actor named John Dixon, who's never acted, um, from the Isle of Man to uh, um, Isola in September. And we will have two, um, two weeks of intense shooting. Hopefully we'll be prepared for by then. The... the um, the, the title, tentative title of the film is The Elevator Principle. We're, we're also branching into Spanish. You want me to tell you about that? Yeah, of course. Okay. Oh, and the, the other book that's coming out, by the way, this month, I have to mention, is uh, probably the best first novel I've ever read. Yeah. And uh, when I say that, I have to think of um, a lot, Juan Rulfo, um, so maybe the best English language that I've ever read. But then I have to think of Philip Friedenberg. Mm -hmm. uh, but this guy is a better writer line by line. Friedenberg has uh, a quality that is, um, is timely. And, uh, um, but more than that, it's a, his spirit is as important as his writing. Um, and I'm not saying the book is not a, a really well-written book, but the genius of the book, in Friedenberg's case, comes from his generosity of spirit. And I'm talking about just sheer line-by-line -line writing. This is better than Faulkner's first three books or so. Wow. Um, it's called A Bended Circuity. The guy's name is uh, Rob Stickley. And... Uh, it takes place in the southern United States and is more or less about people who haven't um, gotten over their um, sense of, uh, of uh, loss, um, something like that. But yeah. in about the Spanish, um, the, the Spanish, we're, we're publishing two writers from Bogota, and we're publishing them in Spanish, and we're going to um, to do to, what we're trying to do is is um, emphasize the difficulty of 
and the, first of all, the unfairness of economically of needing to be in English um, for, for the obvious reasons. And also um, to the, the difficulty that translators face. And so we're going to publish them in Spanish and then go on a drive to get them published in translation. So um, one book is uh, short and one is massive and has been compared to um, America and the Cult of the Cactus Boots, but I don't yet know in what way it compares. And I may never know if we don't get it translated. One of your writers I spoke to recently is Zach Tanner. Do you want to tell us a bit more about him? You know, Zach is the, one of the most uh, <clears throat> amazing um, all-rounders I've ever encountered. And everything he, he, he does exceeds reasonable expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 um, I'm amazed. His introductions to the Broussard books um, will be collected one day and published. They're just utterly brilliant. And uh, the last one is the best. He just keeps getting better and better. His uh, um, covers are extraordinary. Um, I just did a YouTube yesterday about it because he's got another cover coming out this week. Um, and uh, his, um, he, I, I think that uh, he's got a sort of a, a fluid, uh, <clears throat> fluid uh, 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 mind that that just doesn't forget things, and and uh, and it goes all different directions. It's just a uh, uh and and he has limitless energy it seems mm-hmm. and so uh and he's a jolly fellow one of the things i asked zach in our interview was whether corona samizat would be interested at all in publishing something like darkenville's cat by alexander theroux not in the least not in the least yeah um yeah uh quietly me and a few others i won't name names or zach uh, but uh, mock and despise uh, Theroux from the distance. You know, I, if I met him, I might like him. But yeah. uh, um, what he's done with and allowed to happen with Darkenville's cat, I think, is a crime against readers because uh, it's only a book. I mean, uh, my the book that we're going to be talking about that I wrote that's doing very well and that people love is um, uh, um, the Met. Manifold Destiny of Eddie Vegas. Uh, if I am alive, that book will never cost more than a standard book. And um, I would never allow it to go out of print. If somebody wanted to read it, um, I, would, I, would, uh, I would take any amount of money, any little amount of money, to put it back into readers' hands. Um, I did try to get it once, and um, I think I got a, a really good deal, 60 euros or, or dollars, I can't remember, but I turned it down because I thought this is, this is a, I used to run a used bookstore. This book is worth, um, in itself, is worth 15 bucks. The, 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 um, this, it's a it's a, a scam against the reader 
to allow your book it when you're alive you know i mean if if somebody wants to buy a first edition that's a whole different story but if people just want to read the book it should be available to them at a reasonable cost and so i don't know the story i don't know what his problem is but it is his problem because the book's available and many people would love to publish it to make money and uh um I don't want to make money by um, selling Darkenville's cat, which has been ripping off people for um, decades, literally. I I am just disgusted. Um, I mean, we're all we're all part of a you know. It, I'll speak in a Friedenbergian way. We're yeah. all part of the same family: mm-hmm. readers, writers, many writers, uh, or many readers want to be writers. Many readers could be writers. Many writers should just be readers. Who, who cares? Who knows? We're all part of the literary family. And uh, through Instagram, <clears throat> I've met extraordinary readers, writers, thinkers, creators of all kinds. And, uh, and money is not the point. Money is something, you know, different. Um, uh, and so this is it, it's an extremely important point to me. Um, we want small presses to survive. We want uh, writers to make a living wage. We want translators to um, be able to make a good enough wage that they can take time off. Like Joao Hayes, who's written um, five or six books, I'm not sure anymore, and has had uh, a third will be published this year if it hasn't in translation. And uh, he, he makes his money translating and barely has the time to write. Now, there's a writer. The state should support a guy like that and say, okay, you know, if you'll do us the favor of translating something once in a while, uh, we'll happily, you know, give you 10 months a year to write and the world would be better for it. The reason we're having a chat tonight is to celebrate the re-release of The Manifold Destiny of Eddie Vegas through Zerogram Press. What's the process been like working with Jim over at Zerogram? In this case, uh, it was extremely easy. Um, it was odd, though, because he was looking at uh, other books of mine and came very close to publishing Arjun and the Good Snake. And there was some sort of uh, miscommunication. And I ended up getting paid a certain amount of money for not... Uh, they, they, they paid me even though they didn't publish it. Um, it made it through like two financial hoops. And then in the end, it wasn't published. But um, it, the strange thing was he was editing it. And um, his editing was brilliant. It, everything he said, I agreed with. But the, the, there came a point when I didn't know if I was... Um, uh, responding as well as I wanted to. And I think there was a lot of pressure on everybody at that time. And, and, and we just dropped it at some point. And so, um, but he, he loved the book. And so he was willing to read anything of mine. He turned down Eddie Vegas. And, uh, um, and then six months later contacted me and said, is that still available? And he said that, uh, to the something to the effect that in his lifetime he's read so many thousands of books have stayed in his mind and that was one of them and he wanted it 
And that, you know, coming from Jim Gower, that was, you know, that made me feel great. Um, and uh, so they bought the book and uh, it was, um, there was nothing, nothing to do, nothing done. I mean, I, I had to do, I had to go through some uh, intense uh, 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 um, proofreading and that was it. But uh, the there's really nothing to edit there so um so and and you know it's easy to work with him um and one day i'd like to work with him when he's intensely editing because he is really he really nails everything and uh, i don't i don't edit a lot uh i i when i was with steerforth press um i had an editor come up with two perfect ideas for one of the three books and otherwise it was hardly touched. So um, I like working with a good editor, um, but it just doesn't come up that often. Are you working on anything at the moment you want to tell us about? Yes, uh, I'm writing a book called The Odious Sea, um, satirical work. Um, it's, uh, it's The Odious Sea, which brings up, of course, The Odyssey, but it's actually about the uh, Herculean labors of uh, uh, living, and so it's it's a, uh, the premise is very simple. Um, there are tw twelve Herculean labors, um, uh, like the Cretan bull. Okay, is the title of one labor, and uh, as you know in English, Cretan can be like Cretan with an I, mm -hmm. and so um, the. What I, I do is I, I make the play on, on the title. So the, the Cretan bull is now called the Cretan's Balls. And I have to, um, within the self-created uh, um, structure of the novel, I have to come up with the story that justifies such a title. And in each case, the uh, main character narrator has to um, fulfill the duty that any human would have to. The first one, the first chapter is called the Nemean Lion. Uh, but in Slovene, uh, Germany is Nemšia. And the Nem, it means, you know, dumb or um, don't understand the language. That's the root of it. So it's about a uh, um, a actually a lioness, the, the, and so it's called the Nemtian, instead of the Nemean lion, the Nemtian lioness. And uh, the narrator is accused of murdering her baby, and he has to succeed in um, uh, overcoming that situation. And so it's all, that, that chapter is a mockery uh, of um, artistic pretension. And... Uh, the next chapter is the uh, uh, Lernaean Hydra, and it's uh, that's what I'm on now. It's actually going to be called the Unlearnable Hydra, which is about the Slovene language. So it all takes place here in Isla and surrounds, and um, and it's all coming together well. I'm having a blast with it because um, the last book was very exacting, the Periplus of Spur Tank Road was very exacting and this one I'm very free 
and uh, and and really uh, enjoying it when there's time. Sounds great. I look forward to reading it. <laughs> it's, it'll be fun if nothing else. You might be disgusted, but um, that's okay. <laughs> it's not autobiographical, but um, you know what? What's worth talking about, if you don't mind, uh, the process of uh, um, selling books as a, a big publisher. Um, now, uh, Zero Gram Press is not a New York giant publisher, but they are, I think, the publisher of the West Coast. And what I'm learning from uh, Jim Gower is the difficulty of getting anyone to look at long novels, um, especially um, if they're written by the previously um, uh, pampered, like me, you know, the, the white English speaking and especially US born writer. Um, there's been a lot, I know over the years, there's been a lot of uh, essays written back and forth about this. And, um, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't think you can correct smoothly historical injustices. So I take, uh, if, if there's truth in the fact that I'm more difficult to publish because I'm white and because my books are long, I accept that. Uh, because um, a lot of people are now getting published who never would have been published um, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even 10 years ago, probably in some cases. And so I don't think it's an issue um, in any real sense. And it, it never really is when it comes to literature in New York. But the, the problem is a book like A Bended Circuity, um, I believe that's National Book Award quality, but um, I, nobody will read it. And, uh, you know, in, in Jim's uh, opinion, uh, it's hard to even get reviews. So what's happening is people Odd people in odd places are starting podcasts, and uh, and they are <laughs> they are becoming more and more important for um, everybody in the book world. Um, the the uh, not long ago, I would be asking um, Jim, you know, every week, did we get a review? Did we get a review? And he's thinking we're lucky if we get any review anywhere in the conventional space. He said, it's going to take um, a while. Word has to get out through social media primarily. And uh, now um, people who uh, start, I, I'm assuming you, you are humble and you are off to a, a good start, but I'm assuming that you will not lose your humility because you'll never be so big that um, you achieve um, uh, national, international fame with your podcast. You'll become known amongst uh, a few people or maybe now a, a few hundred people, I don't know, or a thousand. I have no idea. But even if 20,000 people know you, you will retain your humility. And so you won't change internally. You will continue to support people like Zach Tanner, me, 
Um, I, I, I've seen lots of names I'd never heard of on your podcast. And so uh, it's the, accu- the accumulation of people like yourself and, and, and some very different, like, let's say, Noah. Uh, Noah's a madman, and uh, I love to make fun of him. And he's from Georgia. And I like talk like, like Noah, you know, because uh, he says the same words over and over again, and I like to do that. Noah's a, Noah's a brilliant guy um, who, um, at first glance, you think, man, that guy's got a podcast, but he's so sweet, and, 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 and he's got the brains. So we got two completely different presenters here, you and Noah, and you two are more important than uh, to writers like me then um, uh, I'm trying to remember some of the standard um, reviewers that, you know, um, we used to have to get, you know, like uh, for the librarian. Do you know that? Do you know the who, who I'm thinking of? Do you mean Kirkus? Kirkus, there you go. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Kirkus. Uh, Kirkus was really kind to me uh, when my first three books came out and uh, starred reviews, I believe it was Kirkus. And, uh, but now Kirkus is not with us anymore. I mean, they, they, they still do things, but the average length of a book, I'm told, uh, of a new, newly published novel is about 270 pages. So who is going to read Abended Circuity? Who's going to read Eddie Vegas? Well, if you guys won't, nobody will. And so um, the end of the story is what people like Jim Gower are doing is is hoping that over the course of two years, um, we gather enough steam and, you know, maybe you can reprint the book or whatever and you know but but we're not the the days of uh um of a a truly great book uh getting a hundred thousand dollar advance are over books will get hundred thousand dollar advances but they won't be the best well rick we should probably wrap it up before we do do you want to tell us where we can go and buy the new edition of the manifold destiny of eddie vegas and where we can get in touch with you online well, uh, that's just through Zero Gram Press. So go to Zero Gram Press. Um, me, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Rick Harsh or Corona Samizdat. I have two sites on Instagram. And uh, my email is uh, uh, rick.harsh with a C, H-A-R-S-C-H at gmail.com. Uh, I'll answer my emails. And uh, our press is www.corona samizdat.com Rick, as always, it's been a pleasure and hope we talk again soon. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks once again to Rick Harsh. I highly recommend The Manifold Destiny of Eddie Vegas. Go out and read it. Check out the show notes for all the details. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BeyondZeroPod and you can email us at BeyondZeroPod at gmail.com We'll be back with your next episode very soon.